Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining in. My name is Lystrom, your host for those new. Just a side note, allergies are starting to hit me because the weather's changing. So I will apologize for any lengthy Dead space, I'll try to minimize it, but it may happen because allergies are getting to me. But I'll do the best I can to corral it much as possible. Let's look at some numbers up top. We had a little bit of a dip across the board, largely spearheaded by Bitcoin. A couple of sell-offs at points, but it was mostly around Bitcoin from what I can tell. Bitcoin still has a strong long-term sentiment, but currently right now, as it stands, we're kind of in this middling area. Things are not going up, but they're not crashing down. It just, it's somewhat of a dip. Scheduled to go down to about the 25,000 mark. This is assuming that we breach the bottom resistance line, which it currently has not, but it's, it's trending somewhat downwards. So if you're looking at the graph, I zoom out to the month chart, and you will see significant amounts of red, which usually, not always, usually tells me that we're trending downward. And again, if it can't hold the line, 25,000 looks like the next line that we would hit. We had 26.8 earlier today, and then we had 27 as a peak in the last 24 hours. We're currently at 27, like pretty much 27.1 holding, but not quite. It's it's looking like it's going to go down to about 25. So you can look at this one of two ways. Either look at this as the end of the world, as some people do, or look at this as a buying opportunity and a discount to possibly get in. If you're a Bitcoin supporter, you're going to look at this as a discount, rightfully so. If you're one that's skeptical of the crypto market as it stands, all I can tell you is from what I can tell and what everybody believes, crypto's in this middling state for the first half of 2023 with an expectation that everything should go up near the end of 2023 leading into 2024 largely spearheaded by a possible shift in leadership in the United States. Not always, but that's part of the theory. Let's talk about a little bit of news that happened. 
First of all, if you didn't know, if you were following Pulse Chain and Pulse X and that whole ecosystem that did launch, Pulse Chain is actually active. Unfortunately, it is a layer two over a blockchain that's crap. And as a result, the gas prices are out of control. People are a little bit upset and frustrated. Plus the sacrifice if you did, if the, those were dropped. So if you did do a sacrifice, those are in your wallet. They want you to use MetaMask, which of course MetaMask admitted that they violate your privacy. I will never advocate anybody support MetaMask. However, if you'd like to get a wallet that will let you at least see your proceeds and interact with them, I would recommend Alpha Wallet. It's a pretty good wallet. It takes a little bit to get used to, but it's a pretty good wallet. It supports the various chains and it's smart enough to see the Pulse Chain coins. All you have to do is set up the network and it will automatically show those. So if you're interested in that, I do recommend Alpha Wallet, not MetaMask. But if you use MetaMask, MetaMask will work. So those are out. You'll have Pulse X if you did the sacrifice. You can swap those for PLS. However, people are recommending that you don't do so because right now, apparently, I didn't go deep into it, but apparently the liquidity is not where it needs to be. That's what I'm seeing. So Pulse Chain is out for those that are interested. Do check that out, especially on social media. They are putting a number of posts out about what's happening, what you need to know, and all the different sites. There's like four different sites that you want to go to if you're interested in the ecosystem. Ledger, who produces a hardware-based wallet, recently got some flag for an announcement that they made for a change where they added a recovery feature to Ledger. And the recovery feature apparently stores encrypted phrases on a third-party custodian chip. So this contradicts the whole statement you usually hear, not your keys, not your coins, because it should not be stored somewhere other than your own person, which I wholeheartedly agree with. I am not here to say that it is or not is or is not a good thing because I'm not positioned to know. I don't have a ledger wallet. I haven't seen this. I don't know exactly what is all entailed. I'm just sharing that they're getting a lot of flack and a lot of pushback for this and want to see where it goes. So the CEO of this guy, his name is Pascal Gaultier, recently said, no, you're, you're criticizing this, but this is, quote, what the future customers want. So what he's saying is that today you're squawking at it, but Ultimately, people in the future, this is what they're going to want to do, and this is how they're going to want to onboard, and they don't want to have to deal with all the key management, and they want to have somebody else do all this work for them. And I frankly think that there's a reasonable argument in case to be made for future customers. But what about current customers? Well, the community's not happy, so they've been pushing back. Some people here, this user, Alistair Milne, says, quote, sure, you could use this recovery service and give them your private keys controlling your assets, as well as a copy of your ID and other personal information, because apparently there's a some sort of a KYC aspect to this. They said that what happens is in order to do the recovery, so your keys get put up there, if you lose them, you need to recovery, you have to produce your ID. So that's causing people some concern. It's like, well, you're violating everything that has to do with privacy. Quote, same person, quote, why bother with a hardware wallet in the first place? That's going to be the case, which there's a case to be made for this. And <laughs> so if you use Ledger, I don't know if this is an optional service at all. I don't know if it's a required service. I don't know anything about it. I'd love to hear from you. CryptoTalkRadio.net, hit the contact form, let me know. But I don't know if it's required. It doesn't seem like it is, but this is what seems to be happening here. The Ledger co-founder, his name's Nicholas Bacha, came out and said, quote, it's not a backdoor, because some people are calling it a backdoor <laughs> to their stuff, and if it's encrypted, it's not. But, quote, it's not a backdoor at all. You stay in control. Nothing will happen without your consent on device. 
Okay. And right now the code is not open source. That's also got people nervous. So he's saying we're going to open source the code at some point so you can see how the encryption works, how the decryption works, and it's secure and you're safe. Chief experience officer for Ledger, his name's Ian Rogers, says, quote, people have had a lot of fear, which is perhaps unjustified. As a consumer, you have a choice. You should know who it is that you're trusting. So I'm, I'm curious about all these different people coming out in defense of this from Ledger as if it's like they can't see customer point of view, current customer point of view, and all they care about is future. I'm not saying you should ignore future. I'm saying it should always be an option that you can opt out of. The CEO, who I'm already thinking is an idiot, said, quote, I'm sorry, but the piece of paper is a thing of the past and Ledger recovers a thing of the future. There is no compromise to security. I, quote, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, I'm sure this will be hacked in the next 12 months. Okay, let's see. We have 6 million devices on the market, haven't been hacked, haven't been compromised. There's no backdoors installed. If it ever gets hacked, any sort of credibility or reputation in the company will be at stake. So, of course, we're not going to make those kinds of mistakes. Now, pause this, and the reason I say that he's probably an idiot now, I, I perceive him as an idiot now. If you go off what he just said, he's making statements. He, he's writing checks his ass can't cash because he's making guarantees about not getting hacked. Now, I would remind you that Voyager said the same thing at one point. They got hacked. Numerous of these token projects made the same claims. They got hacked. Hacks are normal. They're, they're, they happen because hackers are quite brilliant about what they do. Now, because it's a hardware wallet, we don't really know, but the third party could be breached. So if the third party gets breached and they get their encrypted key, they can't do anything with it by itself, but what happens if that key itself is lost? What happens if something where it gets compromised and you don't know about it or something happens to the encryption decryption mechanism? All these things are possible. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying that if I were this idiot, I would not be making flat out promises his ass can't keep because he can't know because he can't, he won't know until it's too late. And then he'll be up there apologizing, called up there in front of the Supreme Court about why the hell he made those promises. Just like Doe Rugpull, aka Doe Kwan, who said that his stuff was never going to get breached and his stuff was clean and it was never going to have any issues. And he doesn't like people who get hacked and all this stuff. And then what happens? Yes. So that's all I got in terms of news. Pulse Chain is out for those interested in there. Ledger and what was happening there. That's all I got in terms of news. Let's talk about cryptocurrency and the future. But I think it's important. So right now we are seeing a scary influx of mean coins, garbage coins are showing up in droves. And it's disappointing because the rest of cryptocurrency is suffering as a result. Now, the big picture of cryptocurrency, I still don't see the bull run that people keep talking about. I still don't see that we are at the bull push and we are seeing significant money coming in. I don't see that at all. As opposed, what I see is that there's people who are desperate and they're gambling. They're gambling on whatever is out there and all these ones, these crap ones are spinning up and in some cases, rug pulling people. We just saw things like Giga Chad and there was one Simpson Homer one and Bob and, you know, all these other ones that are showing up and then they don't last. They're pumping dumps. So my messaging to everybody out there who's listening, I would encourage you to consider if you're going to gamble, as long as you admit you're a gambler, I will respect you. Understand that if you do buy into these garbage tokens, you are essentially gambling because you can't know what's going to happen. And it's a strong probability you're going to lose money just like at a casino. If you're cool with that and you acknowledge that's what you're doing, 
No problem. I'll respect you for this. But I think a lot of people are having the false impression that because the meme coins are coming out, that it's going to trigger a bull run. I don't think that the meme coins are going to trigger a bull run because if you look at the total market cap, I'm talking across all cryptocurrency, it's still the same 1.12 trillion that it's always been. What does this tell us? It tells us that people are basically shifting money from one project to another. We're not getting new money into cryptocurrency. Until we get new money into cryptocurrency, we can't define it as a bull run because we don't have new money coming in. It's just robbing Peter to pay Paul. Let me put it on plate. We're basically creating our own form of a Ponzi scheme because we're using this money to enrich this other one and then shifting back over there. Now, there's nothing wrong with this as long as that's what you acknowledge that you're doing and you're okay and kosher with it. I just want people to acknowledge that's what's happening. We don't have new money flowing into cryptocurrency. Part of that is not to do with anything that crypto is doing wrong. I don't even think people are holding back because of Gary Gensler or any of that. I believe what's holding cryptocurrency back at this point is uncertainty. Uncertainty in our economy, uncertainty in crime, uncertainty in the political sphere, uncertainty with our fiat, uncertainty with jobs, uncertainty with everything else. I believe distracts people, normal people. They hear about this cryptocurrency thing. It's not a focus for them. It's not a priority for them because they're living life and they're just struggling to get by. I believe that's really what we're dealing with. We're not going to solve that problem, I argue, as long as we have the current people in office, because as I've said repeatedly, you need people who are just as greedy as you and I in order to get them out of office. And of course, I don't cover crypto because of greed. So for me, I'm on the low spectrum of greed. If you can't even entice somebody like myself, which I don't, I don't actively buy into cryptocurrency. I don't. I might buy a little bit here, a little bit here, watch money there. I don't actively buy in cryptocurrency because greed is not what drives me. Well, if you can't even entice somebody like myself to toss a quick thousand dollars at something to at least see as an investment that it's worth it, you're not going to get those big players who have boatloads of cash to throw at the problem. Even the ones who are throwing boatloads of cash at Pepe are largely gone. They've gone back to the other projects. My point is not to dissuade you from any investment that you choose to do. My point is not to depress you or frustrate you or make you feel like I am gone or done or give up none of it. No, not at all. I just want you to consider that right now is a middling time. It's, it's Things are uncertain. Things are not sure. Things are not where they should be. And until we get them there, and by things, I'm talking everything other than crypto, I don't think people are confident enough to focus on it. It's not that they don't want to. I just don't think that they're ready. I don't think they're ready mentally. And this is why with so many projects, I say we've got to get more serious people in cryptocurrency. We've got to treat it like a serious thing. We can't let the kids who say the word jeet and say the word kek all over the place. And we have to entice the money. We've got to entice smart people coming in. I think, and this is my opinion, only my opinion. I'm sure people disagree. I think that the decisions of many of these organizations, whether they're token organizations, government organizations, wallet uh, developers, I think the decision that all of these entities choose to make is going to be pivotal in defining the future cryptocurrency. We have created kind of the assumptions of things, right? We assume certain exchanges. We assume certain wallets. We assume certain coins are better than others. All these assumptions have to change. Why do they have to change? Because people are tired of the same old. 
So there's a case to be made that we do need to advance what we currently do and that focus on the future is important and that we do need to entice new money in and that we need to make it a barrier of entry lower for people to get in. All I'm saying is that we have work to do. We have not actively done this. And our opportunity to do it was the broad span of 2022. We could have gone through while things were going down and refined what it was that we were doing. Instead, all we saw was a bunch of projects fail because they were too focused on trying to entice money without fixing the flaws. Separately, Everrise. Everrise is one of those projects I was always bullish about, generally speaking, because it was focused outside the bubble. And then all of a sudden they washed out all the good people and they entice people who only focus on NFTs and it's suffering like I've never seen before. These that I see where the people behind the project simply don't get a clue about what they need to do and fix to get back on track causes, I think, less interest in getting into this and less interest in staying in it. So I do think you're going to see some cryptocurrency and some fiat flow out overall. I believe that firmly. There was actually some major withdrawals coming out of exchanges recently for Bitcoin. Now, does that mean that they're selling? Sometimes, yes, not always. But it also could mean that they're putting them into their own wallets and kind of like a winter, sitting in the wallets, waiting things out so that they can sell when things go back up. It's one of the two. Either they're cashing out now because they're sick of what it is or they're holding out until things get better the bottom line, though, is that I don't think anybody's really happy with the current situation, except the gamblers. And if you're a gambler, I celebrate you for your right to gamble. I would like to see more stability. I'd like to see more constancy. I'd like to see more certainty. I'd like to see something better than what we had before. I don't think we're here yet, but hopefully we get there. My message to you is always the same. Always has been, always will be. I, don't, I can't tell you what to do with your money. Just make sure no matter what, there's a roof over your head, food on the table, your people are taken care of. Everything else you do is up to you. That rhymes. I'm saying just make sure your, your situation is taken care of first and foremost. It should be the priority, not the aftermath. And then we'll be all right on the back end. And I'll be back again. And you'll probably hear me repeat the same thing because that recurrent messaging you hear from me is designed to hopefully reinforce we're going to be all right. However, it does take a mind shift. We're not where we need to be as an industry and the mindset has to change. So if nothing else, make sure if you're hearing other people and, you know, obviously if they're wild gamers, gamblers and gamers who just toss money at, you know, whatever, there's nothing you can do to help those people. But if you got reasonable people that you want to keep safe, spread the message that I'm sharing, which is you got to take it a little bit conservative and realize that we are an immature industry. Despite being there for over a decade, it's still immature. People haven't grown up. And until we grow up, it's not going to get any better. People are still going to get ripped off. And there's not much anybody can do about it because we have to get mature. We have to get better at what we do. Because at the end of it all, I think it can be something. I think people are coming to the reality it's not going to be what they thought it was going to be. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. 
The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of smart, strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.